looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the rights to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Well, thank you for joining us uh, right here on uh, Channel Africa. Thank you for joining us uh, on our uh, service uh, uh, via DSTV on Channel 802 on the audio bouquet. And if you're listening to us uh, via our website, thank you for streaming us on www.channelafrica.co.za. Well, in the past few weeks, we've been looking at uh, the various political parties that will be contesting in South Africa's elections uh, in a few weeks' time. And in the first weeks we were looking at uh, the the top three political parties so far let me use that as a disclaimer and uh, the last week uh, we were looking at uh, the new political parties so we thought hey this week let's also speak to political parties that have been in parliament for a long time maybe they haven't had a huge uh, large number in the membership in parliament but they've been there and they still want to cement themselves in uh, uh, parliament well to assist us to Today to give us uh, their manifestos and give us uh, uh, their readiness on this year's elections, we are joined on the line by Mkulego Hlengwa, who's the spokesperson and member of parliament of the Inkata Freedom Party. We also have Dr. Pritus Kronofalt, uh, who is the leader of the Freedom Front Plus, and hopefully we'll get hold of president and founder of the African People's Convention, Temba Godi. But let me start with you, Mkulego, in terms of uh, uh, these elections so what makes them uh, different for the IFP and uh, how are you going to try to actually bring something different to the table I think at the outset the IFP is consists of these elections where of the dire states in which the country finds itself in high unemployment and economy that's not growing escalating levels of corruption and for the military administration, particularly in the public service. We are also dealing with escalating crime, which makes it very, very difficult for South Africans to just go about their daily lives routine. Therefore, the IFP manifesto is anchored in eight key areas, which include the economy, education, health, um, job creation, a social package, which um, ensures that the social services, which um, are currently available in the country, um, are able to be sustained and are able to reach as far as many South Africans as possible. We critically look at the issue of land and most importantly, um, we are committed to ensuring that government operates um, effectively and efficiently, um, with its, particularly with its core mandates. Here we're looking at areas like creating a conducive and enabling environment for government to create jobs and a strong partnership with business. Um, and insofar as state-owned entities are concerned, we are calling for um, public-private partnerships, um, as well as in some government services. All in all, what we have recognized and what research is showing us is that there's a big disconnect between public representatives and the, uh, uh, the, the public, particularly around the issues of trust. Um, and so we have extended our 2016 campaign um, as the IFP, and we are saying, trust us. Um, because we recognize that there's a trust deficit um, in mm. South Africa. So trust us to be the, the party 
um, to turn things around in South Africa and place us in a trajectory of growth, mm-hmm. um, job creation and good governance. Um, and social cohesion is at the forefront of our minds um, as racial politics um, continues to be spewed by certain quarters and we are calling for an agenda of unifying South Africans behind the mission of building this country together. Well, let me come to you, Dr. Grunewald, in terms of uh, we've heard uh, from uh, the IFP what they bring to the table in the 2019 elections in South Africa. How about the FF Plus? Well, firstly, the FF Plus say that uh, if you look at our manifesto, which is available on our website, Afrikaans and English, we say that... Not Zulu and Tswana or Venda? <laughs> Unfortunately not, Afrikaans and English. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, what we say is, firstly, we are a political party that we say we believe in Christian principles, and that is our guide. We also say that what is most important is that the Freedom Front Plus say that we are standing up for the interests of minority groups in South Africa to ensure that we all receive equal treatment. Because at the moment, we have the situation where the minority have to deal with the tyranny of the majority in South Africa. Now, if you look at our manifesto, we say, for instance, that we are opposed to expropriation without compensation. And part of that reason is that we say that the problem in South Africa is that we have a very high unemployment rate. So we have to ensure that we create jobs in South Africa. And if you want to create jobs in South Africa, then you must ensure that the conditions are conducive for potential uh, people and business people to come and invest in South Africa. The problem is that the government thinks that they can create jobs. A government cannot create jobs. Investors can create jobs. And to ensure that the conditions are conducive for potential investors, the Freedom Front Plus say that we must do away with black economic empowerment. We must also do away with affirmative action. And thirdly, we say that we have to stop expropriation without compensation. And in the fourth place, we say that we must address the crime issue in South Africa because those are elements that is very sensitive to investors who does not want to come invest in South Africa. If you look at black economic empowerment, for instance, the problem is it was not to the benefit of the poor people in South Africa. It only benefited correctly connected people with the elite. And therefore, in Parliament at one stage, I said, BEE does not stand for black economic empowerment. It actually stands for black elite enrichment. So, and even if you talk to the black people in South Africa, we see that they agree because they did not get that benefit. Therefore, the Freedom Front Plus say you have to address that issue and do away with it. The same with affirmative action. Okay. At this this moment, Mm. three times more 
black young students are graduated in South Africa than white people and other minority groups. Hmm. But if you go to affirmative action, it's against minority groups in South Africa, and we have to address that. All right, I'll come back to that, and we'll decipher that uh, further, Dr. Pritis Grunewald. I want to come back to you, um, Kulego, in terms of looking at uh, the issues that uh, have been highlighted in the build-up uh, to these elections. Uh, and I know that uh, the IFP leader, Mangosutu Butelez, as much as he has been campaigning uh, for the IFP, there has been a lot of conversation and around the IFP itself saying that he will not be standing in as the president for the IFP and you'll have a replacement in regard. Tell us a little bit about this transition and what it means for you in these elections, Mkuleko. Well, thank you very much. Look, we, we, we are in a leadership transition as the IFP which we set into motion um, in 2012 under the strategy called the Roadmap to a Smooth Leadership Transition. Principal Tillis has been spearheading that, um, and the NEC in the main has been... Oh, I'm losing you there, um, Kulego there. Let me take a quick break. Let's see if we can sort out that particular line, and uh, then we'll come back to that question, because I think as a part, it's a very important question to answer. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back after this. Join world-renowned Harvard economist and corporate strategist Mark Kramer and other exciting speakers in Nairobi, Kenya at the Africa Shared Value Summit from 23 to 24 May 2019. Hear how business thought leaders and changemakers have transformed their organizations through profit with purpose. Book your ticket at africashadevaluesummit.com today. Channel Africa is a proud media partner of Africa Shared Value Summit and will be broadcasting live from the summit. Make sure you don't miss out on the broadcasts on the 23rd and the 24th of May 2019. Log on to www.channelafrica.co.za or Southern Africa DSTV 802 to listen. Channel Africa from an African perspective. Yes, you are listening to Channel Africa. This is where you get the African perspective. Thank you for joining us as the external service of uh, South Africa on our various platforms on DSTV Channel 802 on the audio bouquet. And if you're streaming us live, remember we're on www.channelafrica.co.za. We've been speaking to a lot of political parties in the last two weeks. This is actually our third week where we've been giving uh, political parties their chance to communicate their manifestos and their standpoints. It's been heated in the last two debates and we're going to have our last uh, uh, conversation speaking uh, to political parties. We wish we could have all of them in the conversation but we try to get uh, most of them into the conversation in different uh, groupings. We had the most popular ones that had the most seats in parliament and then last week we had the newbies in the scene, the very fresh political parties. Well today we're speaking to those who've been in the system in parliament for a long time but haven't made 
made a huge dent and maybe this time around they want to increase uh, their numbers in terms of members of parliament. Uh, but I was speaking to Mkulego Hlengwa, the spokesperson member of parliament of the Nkata Freedom Party around their transition of leadership and I lost you there Mkulego but you were really articulating that transition that uh, the party is going through. Yes, for sure. No, thank you very much. The party is in transition mode, and principally as we will be stepping down in July. We did announce, in fact, we had anticipated to hold our conference um, last year, uh, but we recognized that the integrity of that conference would be questionable given the fact that we identify a number of bogus branches. We underwent a very thorough process of auditing, um, and we are now confident that the branch register of the party um, is 100% correct. Um, and we extended National Council of the Party meeting in January and decided to request Principalese to bear with us a bit longer. Um, and he agreed, albeit um, very reluctantly, um, and he will therefore lead us in these elections. Um, and the conference of the party is scheduled um, for July. Most importantly is that um, the extended National Council also um, nominated the Lenkosimishabiesa um, who is currently the party's secretary general um, for the position of president, um, and they're working very closely now with Prince Mutelezi um, in this leadership transition, as well as alongside the deputy president of the party, and of course the national executive committee and the national council, so that we can fulfill um, the objectives of this smooth leadership transition. And Prince Mutelezi has been very cooperative and has indicated and um, that is available to assist the party in any way, means, and form possible that the party will determine and um, post the stepping down as the leader of the party. So we are confident that um, the party has set into motion processes which are sufficient and ones which can enjoy the uh, trust of South Africans because we are doing this very transparently and openly so that we do not leave behind South Africans who believe in the IFP mission and vision for this country. And, and staying with you, Mkulego, is uh, the question that I want to ask, because for a long time, the IFP's identity has been under the leadership of Mangusutu uh, Butelezi, due to the fact that even in the transition of the country, he was the man that uh, was actually spearheading the IFP uh, sentiments, values, and its movement, especially with his popularity in KwaZulu-Natal. Do you think that uh, this will dent the popularity of the IFP not having him as a presence within the party? No, not at all. Um, the fact that one is cooperating um, and leading this leadership transition is indicative of um, what he, he wants to leave behind as a lasting legacy of continuity and sustainability. You will recognize um, the fact that he is more and more delegating responsibilities and duties uh, to leaders and so on. Of course, this has not been something which has not been happening in the past, but there's an emphasis on that um, now. Um, and we regard him as a first amongst equals leading as part of the collective. And the fact that he's going to continue to be available to give guidance, uh, to give assistance, and to be a sounding board um, to the party leadership moving forward 
um, is something which is part and parcel of the, uh, the, the transition. But I must add, Benjamin, that um, the kind of perception um, that you, you paint now is simply because it has been the media that has chosen not to give space to other IFP leaders. There has been a deliberate attempt for that. But we have recognized that we need to interact and engage with the media more so that they can recognize that there's a broader basket of leadership available working with Principal Telezi. And we believe that moving forward, that in itself will assist us. And um, thirdly, the fact that the party is in government in 13 municipalities currently now is an indication of a party which is very much grounded uh, in, in the structures. And precisely because um, we have made it a concerted effort um, to go back to branches so that we have a grassroots movement which is going to be able to carry and sustain the party moving forward. And those efforts of the party's growth um, are, are clearly visible now in the Eastern Cape, in Pumalanga, Northwest, Gauteng, Limpopo. Just as I speak to you now, um, the party um, will be having two rallies in Limpopo and Northwest this coming weekend, and another one scheduled from Pumalanga, because we have got an expansion program of the party which takes us well beyond our base of growth. Mm. Okay, I'm going to come back to that particular point because it is a very important one, Nkulego. Uh, but I want to come back to Dr. Peter Schoenewald and look at uh, some of the factors that he highlighted in terms of his manifesto. And it's been interesting to see the criticism that's brought forward by the Freedom uh, Front Plus. Uh, uh, it's uh, very interesting to hear even the likes of Musi Maimani saying that uh, your the, the, the freedom flight has been divisive. That's what um, um, you've been criticized by the DA leader as saying. Because some of the issues that you highlight take away the historical uh, factors of South Africa, especially the, the apartheid history uh, that uh, the Freedom Front Plus is seen to sometimes erase with its eraser of uh, its politics that uh, are focused on its minority uh, demographic. And uh, some people are actually saying that you just want to focus on an Afrikaans group and you don't care about the black popularity in the country and you're still entrenching historical stereotypes. Dr. Hunnevald, what are, what are your thoughts around that criticism that is coming at your party? Well, see, seeing that it is coming from the DA leader, it is uh, election time, so you must see it in those, uh, that context. We are not divisive in South Africa. In fact, the Freedom Front Plus say that we must ensure that we build South Africa, but we must build it together. If we look at the minority issues, and if uh, you look at uh, the black and white issue, and I call it the black and white issue in South Africa, that is created not by the Freedom Front Plus, but by the governing ANC party. And it started in 1999 when Thabo Mbeki became the president of South Africa and his first State of the Nation address, he started a divisive speech by referring to say South Africa is a divided country, one white and rich and one black and poor. And throughout the future from that point, the ANC government is blaming everything on apartheid. They're blaming it on the whites. Uh, a month ago, 
President Cyril Ramaphosa stood up in Parliament and say, said that, and he referred to a white member of Parliament that said, because you are white, you were part of apartheid. Now, in the Constitution of South Africa, Section 84, there is a constitutional obligation on the President to ensure that we have nation building in South Africa. But they are divisive. They do not promote nation building. In fact, mm. they keep on trying to divide South Africa in black and white. Dr. Hunewald, um, we're talking about your party specifically. And yes, I think if you, you think are pointing here, let's, let's stick to your party here and, and, and look at uh, the criticism that's brought to your party specifically okay, and saying that. that you're alienating a, a certain demographic in the country. Okay. That is the reason why the Freedom Front Plus say that someone must stand up for the rights of minorities. I do not apologize to say that I stand up in Parliament also to protect the equal rights of white people in South Africa. It is not true that we are an exclusive white party. In fact, at present we have brown people who are councillors of the Freedom Front Plus. In 2016, we even had black candidates in the local government elections for the Freedom Front Plus. At this moment in the Western Cape, our premier candidate is a brown person for the Freedom Front Plus. What are the brown people and what are the black people? I'm trying to understand uh, the difference between the two, Dr. Gunnewald. Well, you must remember that the political party is open to anyone who wants to join it. If there are no black people who want to join the Freedom Front Plus because they do not agree on certain aspects, you cannot force someone. So you're highlighting other, 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 other brown people, the coloreds? I'm not quite sure what you're referring to. Well, yes, if I uh, refer to brown people, they refer to be referred as brown people, not coloreds anymore. Okay. But it's the colored people in South Africa. So I use the term they prefer to be used. But yes, generally we talk about the colored people. Uh, and I mean, that is the difference uh, because we are not divisive. We have people. Our constitution is quite clearly. We say any South African citizen uh, who subscribes to our policies uh, and our principles are welcome to join. Mm. It is in line with the constitution of South Africa, the Freedom Front Plus has been a party in the parliament since 1994 mm. and we are still there. At one stage even the leader, of the former leader, Dr. Peter Mulder uh, was a deputy minister uh, in the cabinet and then we say that if we were so divisive, why then all these matters? Uh, it is propaganda from the DA leader to say that we are divisive. We want to build South Africa. I always say that you cannot be a tree in a bush, and if the bush is on fire, think that you're also not mm. going to burn. I'm okay. a white person. I do not apologize for that. I can not go back to any other country. I'm a South African. Uh, mm. I cannot go back to Europe or whoever other place. Mm. I My home is South Africa, and therefore over the centuries we've built South Africa and the Freedom Front Plus say we are still willing and we will build South Africa for the future to the benefit of all. Mm. 
Okay. In, in terms of that, I think there are contrasting statements that you're making there, Dr. Hunavald. The fact that you distinguish the white, the browns, the blacks, isn't that divisive in its, in its nature? And don't you polarize the people that can actually uh, come to your party for a sense of uh, a form of this unity that you, you speak of uh, as uh, an ambition in, in the country? Uh, just a short response before I take a quick break, and I want to also come back to Mkulego uh, before we, we wrap up the discussion. No, we do not polarize. I mean, you say I must talk about the Freedom Front Plus. But what must a party do if the governing party is accusing all the white people, say, you've stolen the land? It is because of your presence in South Africa that we have the problems. Does that mean that you're not allowed to stand up for whites? That's unfair. So we do not polarize. We also say that we want equal rights. We don't say we want preferential treatment or special treatment. We say we just want equal rights. So how can I be divisive, how can I polarize if the accusations is against white people? Mm. But nobody is allowed to respond to that. Mm. I will respond to that. All right. I'm going to take a quick break and then I'm going to come back to Mkulego Hlengwa, who's also joining us in this discussion. He's the spokesperson, member of parliament, and he is representing there the Nkata Freedom Party. And also you heard the voice there of Dr. Britus Hronewald, who is the leader of the Freedom Front Plus. I love listening to politicians because the more you give them time to speak, the more it's clear what they are standing for. Let's take a quick break and then we'll be back after this. Welcome to Change Your Game on Channel Africa, the African perspective. We are coming to you from Johannesburg, right here in South Africa. I'm Asanda Beda, your host. Change Your Game, the program that promotes open discussion and social dialogue as we highlight real issues in the African entrepreneurship ecosystem. Trevor Mumba now joins us in studio to talk about his entrepreneurial and personal journey. Welcome to Change Again, Trevor. Thank you so much. Um, it's an honor to be here. Palesa Mukubong, who's a designer. Welcome, Palesa, to Change Your Game. Thank you. Your role at the fourth annual Fashion Without Borders event? I just know that I need to arrive and, and, <laughs> okay. and do my part and do it really, really well. Well, thank you for joining us right here on uh, Channel Africa. It's uh, 33 minutes past 11 o'clock Central African time. And uh, today we're continuing on our series of uh, looking at the elections in South Africa. And we've been speaking to political parties today. We've got the IFP, which is the Inkata Freedom uh, Party, and also the Freedom Front Plus, putting their case forward before the electorate and uh, saying, this is what we're putting forward. This is what we actually are putting in your face as an agenda. Uh, let me come to you because uh, there's a lot of conversations happening around the IFP and you've been speaking around the fact that the IFP for a long time has had its home base being uh, KwaZulu-Natal. Even that's been questioned around the exit or and or the, the fact that Mangusutu uh, Butelezi, your long-time leader, is, is leaving there. But you were speaking around the fact that you now believe that you can actually stretch your demographic and your popularity beyond uh, the KZN front. Tell us a little bit more about those plans and why do you guys insist that this is possible? 
when we embarked on the national expansion program, we were set back um, in 2011 when the ANC sponsored the formation of a breakaway party. Um, we were able to recruit in 2016, and we, that was evidenced by the results that we got in the local government elections. Um, secondly, by-election upon by-election, in the main, we are winning by-elections. If we're not winning, we are growing our numbers. And so that speaks to a party on the march of growth. Um, sadly, our track record of service delivery speaks for itself. As I was saying earlier on, we're in government in 13 municipalities. Um, the State South Africa just released uh, findings about the viability of municipalities. You'll recall that some of the municipalities don't have revenue generation and rely on government grants and so on. And at the very top of those municipalities um, is the, one of the IFP-run municipalities in Kandla, um, which is a rural municipality, but we have done very well um, to ensure that service delivery takes place there. And of course, this is evident in all the municipalities that we do, that we govern. We, our track record in Guazulu Natal when we were in government from 1994 um, to 2004 speaks for itself. We're looking at education, healthcare, we're looking at job creation, um, stability in government, uh, the functionality of municipalities. We tick all the boxes. And so we are now wanting to use and, and are using our success story as part and parcel of our electoral uh, narrative as part of our manifesto and telling the IFP story, um, building 6,000 schools, building the Mangosa University of Technology in Umlazi to make sure that um, technical skills are readily available to those who did not have the opportunities for them. They, creation um, of, an econ of local econ economies because it's a fundamental belief that SMMEs and local economic development are the top drivers um, for South Africa. And so um, from every aspect, um, when you look at us, you recognize um, that the IFP narrative is one which speaks to a united South Africa, and one that speaks to a growing South Africa. Our initiatives um, of, of growth have been yielding fruits um, and mem membership growth in the provinces I was alluding to, um, from the Western Cape to Limpopo, Northwest, Pumalanga, um, and it's and, and more so because we're the fourth largest party in South Africa. And so we believe that there is no other direction that the party can take other than up. And so our successes in the local government election and the by-elections are indicative of a party which um, is spreading its wings. And we want to make sure that we get to South Africans, wherever they may be, because it would be an injustice. Um, to our democracy if the IFP was not readily available. We are a voice of reason. We've got very practical action steps that um, we believe um, South Africa needs to take. Um, take. And the rotten mm. in government um, is one of the things which has killed this country. Corruption has become the alpha and the omega of government. And when you juxtapose what is happening in uh, ANC-run municipalities and government to what we, we are in government, you recognize that the IFP does it better. And in our um, interventions for, in our manifesto, we want to establish a corruption court um, to deal with the transgressions of the PFMA, the MFMA, and other treasury regulations. And this is evidenced by the fact that the commission of inquiry, um, if it continues, it means we will have its time immemorial. So we do need these interventions um, so that you can speedily fast-track uh, uh, prosecutions and so on. So that's the IFP story, um, and there's a lot 
um, in our manifesto, mm-hmm. from education um, to healthcare um, to access to um, you know housing, where we're speaking about the provision of water, electricity, mm-hmm. road infrastructure as part of building new communities as opposed to building houses, because all development and all um, uh, economic practices are local. It's going to build up the capabilities of local authorities so that they can be at the forefront of job creation and economic growth and a mm. better life for all South Africans. Dr. Petrus Kronewald, uh, he's uh, putting there on the table what the IFP has in terms of the challenges in South Africa. He's been speaking around, uh, that's Mkulego, uh, the issues of um, uh, unemployment, issues of uh, uh, corruption in the state, issues around housing. What do you put in terms of reshaping um, the economy of South Africa, issues around corruption? Because those seem to be at the center of uh, these elections. Well, firstly, as I said, uh, when we started, uh, we have specific proposals when it comes to building the economy. I said uh, do away with uh, BEE and affirmative action. We also say that if you want to build the economy, there should be less red tape for investors to come and invest in South Africa. We also say, for instance, our proposal is to lower income tax for individuals as well as for companies because uh, if you look, for instance, uh, at China, they now have uh, decreased uh, the income uh, levels for companies because they say they want an economic growth of 6 to 7%. So the moment you lower the taxes in any country, then you build the economy. The problem is in South Africa that the governing party, because of corruption, because of unauthorized expenditure, they can't lower the taxes because uh, then there's not enough money uh, for the state to be effective. So we say that we must do that. We also come forward with uh, a sort of a unique proposal, and we say, like, we have a reserve bank in South Africa We must also have a fiscal commission uh, who is independent, and this fiscal commission must determine the VAT rate in South Africa. They must monitor the government, and if they overspend on their budget, then they must increase the VAT in South Africa so that you can broaden the tax base. Now, that would be a good instrument to ensure that the government uh, is accountable to the people of South Africa. Because if the VAT uh, increases, then everybody will know it is because of the government that is overspending and does not have fiscal discipline. The moment they have fiscal discipline, then the VAT rate will lower again. Uh, We also say that if you really want to build the economy, that uh, you will have to look at this whole corruption issue. Uh, you cannot continue with uh, government officials, politicians, keeping on stealing the money of the taxpayer because you then get a taxpayer's hmm. revolt. They don't want to start or pay tax, and that is also detrimental. Hmm. Uh, to the economy. Mm. So we say there are good 
proposals from the Freedom Front Plus to build the economy, and I want to stress it again, you must build the economy to create jobs. One of our proposals uh, is also that we have uh, to ensure that the government must be much smaller. Uh, our proposal is that you can only have 16 ministers, mm. uh, not about 36 like at the moment, mm. and you will look at uh, government spending. Uh, they will have to ensure that they have fiscal discipline. If you do that, uh, people will come and invest in South Africa. They will create jobs. Uh, we will build the economy, and that will bring down the unemployment rate in South Africa. Well, thank you, gents, for giving us your time. There you heard for yourself from the politicians themselves, the leaders of these particular respective uh, uh, parties, saying what they're offering in this year's elections. Thank you to Dr. Petrus Grunewald, leader of the Freedom Front Plus. Thank you to Mkule Agoshengwa, the spokesperson and member of parliament of the Inkata Freedom Party. Thank you both for giving us your time. Thank you for the opportunity.